views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Whoa. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. So what you're hearing is you're hearing us in the background because that's what we do, live streaming and much more. Whoa, everybody. It is so great, so great to be connecting with you. Mr. Benny, how the heck are you? Are you keeping yourself cool over there? I am doing what I can, Pat. Yeah, it's a a moderate 82 in the studio currently. So it's a little uh, on the warm side. We are uh, experiencing some air conditioning issues here in the building. I don't know if you heard from the previous couple hours. Um, our uh, air compressor, the compressor that runs the air conditioning unit on top of the building, is currently not working. So we're yeah. doing what I can to stay uh, stay cool. And uh, props to uh, Taylor who brought us uh, some Slurpees. Oh, very good, Taylor. <laughs> good, 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 good on you. He's good a good man. You. He's a good man for it. I don't know what they say about him, but he's a good kid. Oh, good on you. And I want to give a shout out to everybody out there. Yes, celebrating Gay Pride Month and a lot of festivities going on in Western Washington as they are across the country. Uh, For those of you uh, that are not from the West Coast or the Pacific Northwest or Seattle in particular, um, you you will find that in this area, uh, folks celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. And uh, there are Various, various versions of this. Each month we we do our best here to honor the people that have carved the pathway out into the world for equality, carved the pathway out in the world for a different way of thinking, carved the pathway out in the world for a different way of, of healing ourselves, for health, for well-being. And without the people that are out there carving the pathway, as I like to say, um, more, more, more correctly, I would say bulldozing the pathway, in some of the arenas, especially the one I'm talking about today with Dr. Kelly Turner. You know, we have to take our hats off for people that have said, look, there is another way. And by the way, you know, we can find that out for real. Uh, A lot of times what we have discovered, especially with um, the mighty, uh, you know, the mighty KKNW is that, you know, this particular channel has been carving the pathway known as alternative talk which is now less alternative and more new mainstream. And that's what we are here at the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. We are the new mainstream in talk radio. And why is that? Because we're bringing you what you want to hear. You know, we're bringing you the information that is so about giving you, providing you with tools and education and information so you can make informed decisions about the life you want to live. That's what my show today with Dr. Kelly Turner is about. That's what the later hour is about 
with Reverend uh, Tabidi, and that's what we do here. Why? Because it's my own personal journey in terms of what I discovered along the way to becoming a talk radio host. And it's less about radio and more about my healing journey. Today, I want to introduce you to Dr. Kelly Turner. Um, For those of you that have been listening to the show, you know, what I want to say is you've heard us talk about some very, very strange things at the time, and then they've come to be, oh, how about the new normal? But when we talk about healing and when we talk about cancer and when we talk about beating the odds, and this is very near and dear to me right now, I, 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 I am someone that is at a place where I've known too many people to go down a pathway and not get the kind of results they're looking for. But thanks to Dr. Kelly and the book, and I want to tell you about, about the book that she's written here, and we're going to talk about it in a minute, Radical Remission, the Nine Key Factors That Can Make a Real Difference. Now, here's what we can say for the moment. You know, despite all of the medical evidence of the existence of statistically unexpected or spontaneous remission from cancer, Dr. Turner, a researcher, lecturer, counselor in integrative oncology, shocked, I can't wait to hear this, was shocked to learn that no one was studying these cases of people who recovered from cancer against all odds. And, you know, there's got to be a giant question mark that I'm going to ask her about that, like why? But here we go. And so what have these folks learned without the help of conventional medicine or even after conventional medicine had failed? You know, what have they learned? So here's what I love. I love this about people that take this conversation on. Here she goes, has to decide, you know, oh, I've got to write some dissertation research. And, boy, I know that journey. Took a year-long trip. 10 countries interviewed 50 alternative healers, 20 radical remission cancer survivors about their healing techniques. Today, you're going to find out about this. Now, through her ongoing research, led her to interview more than 100 survivors and analyze over 1,000 cases of radical remission to learn if there was something in common. Did these folks have something in common? And that's what we're going to talk with her about today. The book is incredible. It is about time. And I'm so thrilled that we have someone like she that has done this as a research conversation. Because many of you, I don't know if you, you, how much you know about research, but those of us that have done it, we have been put through rigorous, rigorous standards by our committees, by our boards, and by what we do. And so for me, this is one of the first times that I've seen this kind of information available to the public based on science, based on conversation, based on actual miracles and results. And it is astonishing. Dr. Turner has a a BA from Harvard University, PhD from University of California in Berkeley. We actually were twins over there. I went to school in California myself. Now, I'm not sure it's, you know, the sunshine in California that shines the light on what we're about to do in the world, especially when it comes to research, or we just have an itching that just won't go away. Dr. Turner, thank you for joining me here today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled to be on. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about your interest, if we could. 
you know, I know we're going to talk a lot about the book. I know we're going to talk a lot about what you discovered. Um, but what was it about the topic? What was it when you literally became shocked that no one was studying these these cases? Did you, like, scratch your head did you, in disbelief? I, I really did. You know, um, I am not a cancer patient myself, um, you know, thankfully. But I've lost loved ones to cancer um, and, you know, cancer's touched me very deeply in my life, which is why I was doing the work I was doing, which was just counseling cancer patients. So I was just, a, you know, a very dedicated, very passionate counselor for cancer patients, and that's all that I was going to be. But I came across this case of radical remission, which is when someone heals from cancer against all odds, someone who was sent home on hospice because he had tried the chemotherapy, the radiation, and the surgery, and nothing was working. And his doctor said, you know, go home and prepare for your death. And instead, he went home and started to do things little by little that made him feel better. And he's still here more than 25 years later, and he's cancer-free. So when I read that story, I said, oh, my God, did this really happen? And has anyone, like, tested him or, you know, looked at his blood or looked at his genes or asked him what he did to get better, you know? And I was just shocked that no researcher was really looking at these cases, and they weren't doing it, Pat, because they couldn't explain it. And that is not a good excuse. That is not wow. a, that's not scientific. If you're a scientist and you're studying cancer and someone heals from cancer in a way that you can't explain, it is not scientifically responsible for you to just shrug your shoulders and say, oh, oh well, good for them. That's not Okay. And I didn't know that this was even happening. And I found out later that night, I did just a quick search in PubMed, which is a, an online journal, a search database of, yeah. of medical journals. Right. There were over a thousand of these cases. And I actually got angry. I was like, are you kidding me? There yeah. are over a thousand of these cases, and I haven't heard of one of them. Um, and I quickly realized no one was looking at them all together. You know, different doctors were publishing these cases one at a time from different corners of the world, and they were just kind of going out there into the PubMed cyberspace, and no one was gathering them all together and looking at them, nor were they really asking these people what they did to get well. And that's, that, that was my shock, and I just said, this isn't right. Someone's got to look into this, because even if we can't explain it now, we only can learn by talking to these people. It's, we're all, it's only going to help us by investigating them. You That's know what's what I did. Interesting and, about listening yeah. to you. Yeah, here's what I, I am just so, I'm so honored to have you on the show. I can't even tell you. Oh, um, well, I'm honored to be on your show. Uh, I mean, your book, Smash, New York Times bestseller. Are we surprised? You know, here's really kind of, it's not even like an oxymoron, so I don't even want to say it, but, but here's really the, the, the counterintuitive light that gets shined on all of this, right? Radical remission. If anybody looks at the book, you're going to look at the way that the word remission is spelled. But here's what I love about you and what you've done here. You've really opened up a doorway. Now, it would be something, it would be, you know, if you and I were sitting here talking about some book that went out that you put together and was sitting somewhere, maybe you self-published the book and maybe it was an e-book and maybe nobody was reading it, right? Mm -hmm. It would be like, you would be moved to a category. But here's a book, right, comes out and becomes a New York Times bestseller. When we come back, I want to ask you what you make of that. 
because most of the time, what we're hearing now in conventional medicine, conventional solutions out in the world, they're like, nobody really cares about this. I mean, if it's not happening in a conventional way, you know, uh, why do we even want to pay attention? Well, we've got the answer to that question, thanks to Dr. Kelly Turner. When we come back, we'll be talking with her about the process. What is it about people that she is now connecting with? Who are these, these people that are buying the book? And why is this such a critical message in the time we lived in? This is really the real health care reform. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the show. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Want to experience a deeper spiritual connection, reduce stress, and overcome anxiety? You can take control of your life now with the power of meditation. Let Jennifer Farmer, gifted intuitive, medium, and spiritual teacher, show you how easy it is to develop your natural intuitive gifts, manage chronic pain, and live abundantly with a consistent meditation practice. Sign up now for Jennifer's newsletter at jenniferfarmer.com to receive a free healing meditation and watch her free instructional videos at jenniferfarmer.com the colorful world of energy is all around you join lynn brown on july 19th 2 30 p.m to 4 30 p.m at maya whole health studio and learn about the colorful world of chakras your aura and what it all means you'll learn how each chakra corresponds to different aspects of your physical body material world and why it is important to give them love and attention each attendee will receive a reading on the most prominent color in their aura let's get into it call 425-271-0200 and register now Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Tune in to Angels and Answers with Artie Hoffman, the hottest psychic with the warmest heart, every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. With passion and a sense of humor, he delivers spiritual and motivational messages for both individuals and groups of people and is internationally known for his amazing psychic abilities. Don't forget to call in at 800-930-2819 for live on-air readings and visit Artie at ArtieHoffman.com.
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, if you have not gotten a copy of this book, Radical Remission, uh, The Nine Key Factors That Can Make a Real Difference, Surviving Cancer Against All Odds, uh, please go ahead and uh, you can go get this anywhere. But if you want to find out more about Dr. Kelly Turner, you can go to, uh, I, I would recommend you go to her website, which is drkellyturner.com. So it's drkelly, K-E-L-L-Y, turner.com. Um, and what you're going to do is you're going to be able to sign up for the Radical Remission Newsletter, which I'm going to do in, in one moment live on air here. Because why? Because this is one of, I, and I, I, geez, it's going to make me cry to talk about this. This, this is, this is healing beyond hope. See, what I love, uh, Dr. Kelly, about this and about your book and about you and what you've done is you've taken something that so many people have known and you've brought it together in a way that says, look, this is something we've got to begin to pay attention to. You know, the other part of this is most people that do research now on cancer, uh, my friend tells me, who is a, a, a researcher, is usually funded by an institution that has a bias. So I want to ask you, you have continued this research. Here's what I would like to ask you about this. In your journey and what you do now, what are some of the ahas that you've discovered along your way? Because here you are, someone that doesn't or didn't have cancer, so you enter this without that bias, right? Mm-hmm. Were you more open to this, and how has writing this book and discovery changed you as a person? Excellent question, Pat. Uh, not one that I get asked very often, so thanks for asking. Um, what have my aha moments been? There have been so many. I mean, I am a totally different person than I was when I started studying this 10 years ago. Um, I think my, I mean, my first aha moment was just the aha of someone needs to study this. You know, I was like, if we're trying to win the war on cancer, why are we ignoring people who've won? You know, we should be talking to them. We should be studying them. So that was the first coin that dropped for me was just simply like, do this, study this, don't be afraid. Um, but it didn't, it didn't scare me. It, it actually excited me. You know, my, my dear friend died when, when we were 16 of stomach cancer. So to, to be across from someone who, like him, was told they were going to die, and yet is here 25 years later, that doesn't scare me. That gives me incredible hope um, for a potential cure for cancer down the road. Um, let's see. Another aha moment was just the idea that healing can happen at any time. You know, I happen to study people who, you know, are given weeks to live, and yet they turn it around. And it doesn't happen with everyone. We know that. Um, Even people who do all the nine factors in my book, there are some people who who don't manage to turn it around. And we need to keep doing more research to figure out why some people heal and some people don't. But just knowing that it happens is is amazing. and then I guess the other, you know, I found these nine common factors. There were 75 different things that the people that I've yeah. analyzed did. But not everyone did all 75, but almost everybody did all nine, at least eight, if not all nine, of, of the nine most common factors. And we can talk about them. You know, it's, it's changing your diet, yeah. taking, taking herbs yeah. and supplements, and then a lot of emotional things. But the thing that ties them all together is the immune system. 
that was my mm. big aha. That's why I personally, you asked me how I've personally changed. Yeah. I'm not as afraid of cancer anymore because I know that your immune system knows how to deal with cancer cells. Now, your immune system needs to be awake and it needs to be alert. Um, and if you have a lot of cancer in your body, then it's got a bigger job to do. But at a fundamental level, the immune system, especially natural killer cells, which are a part of your immune system, they know what to do. They go up to a cancer cell and they pop it. And so just knowing that there's an inborn process in your body to take care of cancer cells and that we just need to find ways to strengthen that and unleash that power, um, it kind of takes the power back so that you're not just sitting in fear. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I, I read in the book, uh, I love this book. For those of you just tuning in, um, I'm uh, chatting here today with Dr. Kelly Turner. The book, best-selling, New York Times best-selling book, Radical Remission, The Nine Key Factors That Can Make a Real Difference, Surviving Cancer Against All Odds. Um, DrKellyTurner.com is the website. You'll be able to sign up for the newsletter. Um, one of the things that you're saying, which is, Let's talk about counterintuition. Remember I mentioned that before the break, counterintuitive. You know, someone said to me uh, in about two, 2005, I was very, very sick, really sick. I mean, wasn't sure that I would not be looking at a wheelchair. And someone said to me something I had never heard before in my entire life, and that is, you know, we need to approach you in a way where where we don't add any more toxins to your body. We need to approach this in a way where we can bring you back to equilibrium. Now, if you're me and you're in excruciating pain all over your body, you don't even have a clue, Dr. Dr. Turner, about what that even means. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you imagine me sitting here, grown up in New York, New Jersey, right? And somebody's saying to me, equilibrium in, in your body. But intuitively, I knew that was correct. Uh, what have been some of the conversations people have had with you that got them to take the path they took? See, this is what I love about what you've done. See, we can talk a lot about the factors, which we will, but I would love to, to talk with you about what people shared with you that got them to go in this direction. Well, it's, um, you know, one of the key factors, one of the nine key factors that I found in my research is using your intuition to help make healing decisions. So not to follow it blindly necessarily, but to listen to it, to, to give it a seat at the decision-making table. Um, what usually gets people to, to go down this path of radical remission is reaching the end of the road with, with Western medicine. Um, so about half the people that I study do try Western medicine to its fullest. And I always like to say on air, I'm not against Western medicine at all. Um, yep. I'm just into studying people who heal, whether they use Western medicine or not. And no one was studying these people. So that's been my mission. Um, but, you know, that, that idea of having your doctor say, I'm out of, I'm out of so, uh, you know, ideas. There's nothing more that I can do for you. That is the turnaround moment for people. And what I, what I try to now convey to people is don't wait, don't wait for hospice. You know, you can start these strategies now because they've all been shown independently to help the immune system. They're all safe. Um, so, you know, they could help a lot, but they certainly can't hurt. And you can try them before you're on hospice. But, to, you know, to answer your question, what made these people really go down this path? Mm-hmm. Part of it was yeah. not having any other options. But the other mm-hmm. part was an openness, an, an, an openness somewhere to trying more, to um, not just being content with 
you know, whatever their doctor said, but saying, well, what else can I do? Can I, can I add to that? Is there, I want to increase my chances as much as possible. So that desire to change, that willingness to change was, was in everyone. Um, and then, of course, this intuition piece comes up, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about with my research simply because it was so unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I went in as a, as a blank slate, and I pressed record, and, and I told people, tell me anything and everything that you think had to do with your healing. But, of course, you know, I'm a person who has thoughts and beliefs, and I expected, you know, secretly some things to come up, such as diet and herbs and other things. I was not expecting intuition to come up in every single interview, but it did, mm-hmm. Pat. It did. And, you know, I had, like, businessmen who had, you know, never talked about intuition or anything like that before, and they told me in our interview, you're going to think I'm crazy, Dr. Turner, but I heard a voice in my head. And I don't hear voices, I swear. I don't hear voices on a regular basis. But I heard a voice in my head at that moment that said something, you know, and, and what it says to people is different. To some people, their intuition was telling them, change your job, your job is killing you. Other people, they heard their intuition, something in this house is making you sick, move, right? And then, of course, later it turns out there was toxic mold underneath the floorboards. So other people heard things like change your diet. Other people heard change your marriage. And so this idea of intuition sort of telling you where to look for a potential solution is something really powerful that I've taken away from this. And, you know, as a scientist... I, of course, want to know how this works and if there's any validity to this. And what I found is that intuition comes from the back of the brain, the limbic part of the brain. So these are the oldest parts of our brain, also known as the reptilian brain, been around for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Um, and that is our instinct. That's where instinct comes from. And it's, it happens instantly before the front of our brain, which is where we spend most of the day thinking and talking and stuff, before that part of your brain even knows what's happening, the back of your brain has acted, right? So when a, when a mother swoops into traffic and scoops up the, the child who's about to be hit by a car and she says, I don't, know, I don't know how that happened. I just did it. I didn't think. That's intuition. And it comes up very suddenly, and it sometimes doesn't make sense, you know? I had, I had one cancer patient who, you know, heard, you know, you've got to move west. You've got to move, you've got to, move to the west coast. And so she did. Well, you know, it turns out that, you know, she had a lot of, you know, parasites and things in her body that were not doing well in her sort of damp climate. And getting out to the arid West Coast was what her body needed. And so even if it doesn't make sense to you at first, you've got to listen to what that voice is at least saying. At least, at least write it down somewhere. Yeah. You know, uh, this is really... This is such a powerful, powerful discussion. And you know what I love about the book? I mean, I love a lot of things about the book. But you did this book in a way where you actually share what people say. This is what I love about this. I mean, you know, there are a lot of books that have hit, that have come out where they, they talk about things from an academic point of view. You've done a brilliant job of integrating the science and the exact words that people share when we come back. We're going to talk a bit about what these factors are. Uh, And, you know, for those of you out there, if you have a question for uh, Dr. Turner today, why don't you just give us a call at 1-800-930-2819. Or for those of you that cannot call in, why don't you go ahead to the Dr. Pat Show 
www.transformationtalkradio.com. Scroll all the way down on the right, ask your question, or transformationtalkradio.com, and on the right-hand side, and ask your question. If you want to find out more about what this is about, and by the way, Dr. Turner has an amazing blog, which I'm going to refer to in a minute. You can go to her website, drkellyturner.com. When we come back, we're going to go over these nine factors. What are they? And perhaps maybe uh, Dr. Turner will share some of what's written in the book, some of what some folks have said. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Yeah, fabulous. Where do you desire to go in your life? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Our Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside us waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase while Victoria Cohen takes everyday situations like job loss, relationship struggles, parenting challenges, work stress, and health concerns and shows you how awakening to your inner voice helps you make more conscious choices where your life flows more smoothly with greater clarity purpose, grace, and ease. As a psychotherapist and soul coach, Victoria has inspired thousands of clients over the past 31 years to listen to their inner wisdom and let it guide them on their true path. You can learn this too on Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen. Your soul suitcase is packed. Are you ready to start your journey? Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Make sure to add positive emotions to your counterbalancing thoughts. I know that feeling positive and compassionate toward yourself can be a huge challenge, especially when you're struggling with anxiety. Therefore, it's helpful to imagine that the main source of your negative self-talk is a younger part of your mind, which is just playing old tapes and repeating outdated protective programs. You will notice how much easier it is to speak in a calm, reassuring, and comforting way when you visualize addressing an inner child. By counterbalancing your negative thoughts with kindness and compassion, you automatically shift your consciousness and attitude from I am powerless to I'm taking charge. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Do you want to enjoy your salad dressing without the guilt of calories, processed ingredients, salt, and carbohydrates? Galios miso dressings are created in a certified organic plant with all natural organic ingredients. Choose from six delicious flavors. Order your dressings online now and get free shipping. Mention Dr. Pat and you will get an additional 10% discount. Visit www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. I was reading in the book 
and and the book I'm referring to is Radical Remission, The Nine Key Factors That Can Make a Real Difference uh, by Dr. Kelly Turner. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of different things that I found in this book, but I have to tell you, you guys, this is one of these books that when you pick it up, you're not quite sure if you're going to start at the beginning and you're going to make it through the end. And one of the things, um, you know, Dr. Turner, that I discovered about the book is it's, it's kind of the way you wrote it, which I loved. It's when you start to talk about taking control of your health, for example, in the second chapter, and you go through, and you talk about not being passive. You know, you're not just talking at us. What you then include is a story. You know, you, you include a story, you know, about one radical remission survivor who learned to be active instead of passive with regard to her healing. And, you know, a Korean-born mother of two. And I want to talk about this for a minute, if we could. I mean, I, we could have picked any number of cases, but I want to talk about, you know, the keys as well as some of the stories. Yeah. But here's what I'm struck by. We have become really passive in terms of our own healing. We, yeah. we actually, and I know this from my own journey, we're afraid to ask our doctor's question. If our doctor says, I don't want you to do anything alternative, I want you to just go through the chemotherapy and this and that, we actually do that. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid to move away from that, even though they may have said to us, you have a 5% chance of living. And I was really struck by this story. Can you talk to that for a minute and, 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 and how this relates to one of the keys? Do you want me to talk about Sunhee or, or about the... Yeah. Um, so Sunhee Shickle is um, a Korean-born mother of two here on the East Coast, and um, I found out about her like I found about, uh, out, uh, like I find out about most of my radical mission survivors after she was well. Um, so she was diagnosed, as most people with ovarian cancer are, at a very late stage. So she had pleural effusion, which means that it had already... Um, really affected her lungs. Okay, so this is ovarian cancer that is now coming up to the lungs and um, causing her lungs to collapse. And most people who are diagnosed with that advanced of ovarian cancer are given about six months to live. And that is exactly what she was given. Her doctor said, yes, you have two young children and we're sorry to give you this news, but this is, this is it. You know, even with chemotherapy and surgery and everything we can give, you know, most people don't don't live longer than six months, and this was devastating to her and to her husband. Um, you know, she just she had so much will to do anything that it took, and so together as a husband and wife team, they just started scouring the libraries, the internet, every alternative practitioner they could talk to, every complementary practitioner they could talk to, and they worked alongside with their doctors, and that's what's really key. You know, I always say I'm not against Western medicine. Um, this is an example of somebody um, who combined Western and complementary medicine at the same time to overcome a very serious prognosis. So that's, there are three types of radical remission that I study. This is the third type. And what Sanhi ended up doing was radically changing her diet, like so many of the people that I study do. So she ended up doing um, a modified Gerson diet. The Gerson therapy, um, some of your listeners might know about, you can Google it, but it involves basically switching to a plant-based diet, a lot of carrot juicing, and coffee enemas. So she did that to really detoxify. She met with um, really qualified health professionals to figure out what supplements she needed to help bring up her immune system, but also take away toxins, right? So you're doing 
you're helping your body out in two ways. You're building your building up your reserves for your immune system, but you're also taking away things that are distracting your immune system, like bacteria, fungus, um, viruses, heavy metals. Right? You go. You want to. You want to give your immune system everything it can get, everything you can give it, so that it can focus only on the cancer. And in addition to that, she did a lot of mind-body stuff. You know, she comes from an Eastern tradition of being born in Korea, so. These ideas of chi and herbs and, you know, finding balance um, on all levels of your life, including emotionally, were important for her. And, you know, they gave her six months, and it's been, I think it's been more than five years now. Um, And she's here, and she's watching her daughters grow up, and it's just beautiful. So it just shows you that, you know, if if you don't just sit and do what your doctors tell you, and her doctor said, you've got six months. We're going to give you everything we've got, and it will give you six months. And she and her husband said, that's not good enough. We want more than six months. So we're going to do stuff in addition to what you're saying. And um, they had a wonderful working relationship with their doctors, and they've even published a book um, called Cancer Healing Odyssey that really details her case. It shows before and after scans. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. And she did chemotherapy at a limited basis. Um, She did it, you know, when the time was right. So she, she did a wonderful blend. Well, you know, let's really jump into a conversation about some of the nine keys. I mean, and, you know, what I love, too, is that, you know, the way that you've looked at this, it, it, it really has really shined a light on some very important things. I mean, part of what you're talking about is taking control of your health. And, you know, what, what I really got from this conversation is, you know, we do have to step up and become less passive and more assertive. And yet we're still so intimidated by our doctors. I mean, you know, I find that even with me, you know, I, I find myself, you know, after, you know, many, many years of my own healing journey, I'm a little bit cautious. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more now, like, really? Uh, but uh, even with me, as many years as I've had to go along the intuitive route that you're mentioning here, we're still a little bit passive. Um, you know, what, what have you found helps? How do people move beyond that? Do they get their friends involved? What, what are some of the things you've discovered about, you know, how people can take back control of their health? Of their health. Um, I think that, first of all, it's just making that shift to get away from the idea that my health is not my responsibility. That you need to get rid of. And unfortunately, you know, the way that society in the United States and medicine has developed, that's what we're taught to believe. We're taught to believe you live your life, and when something goes wrong, you go to the doctor, they give you a pill, then it gets better, and then you go back to your old life. Well, the people that I study, um, you know, for whatever reason, um, for a host of different reasons, were able to drop that belief. And what they replaced it with is, I am the CEO of my health, and what I do greatly impacts my health. They even took it a step further to say, something about my old life needs to change because I'm sick. And so, you know, we kind of have this idea that being sick is a pain. It's like an annoyance. Mm-hmm. It's something that needs to just, you know, you need to just sweep it, sweep it away and then you go back to your old life. But the people that I study don't have that belief. They, they say, I am sick because something in my life is not serving my body, whether it's a toxin that I'm inhaling unknowingly Right, whether there's asbestos in my walls and I don't even know it, whether it's right. you know a strained 
relationship at work with my boss, something in my life needs to change. And so that changes it on its head because now it's not a pill that you're going to get from your doctor that's going to, that's going to help you heal. It's a change that you're going to make in your life. Um, and what you want to do and what the people that I study do is they get their doctors on board with that idea. So, you know, the people that I study would say to their doctors, thank you for that advice. Um, is there anything else that I can do to, mm-hmm. you know, improve my chances even more? Or is there something that mm-hmm. I can do to reduce the side effects? So they ask that question. And then I think you need to understand that um, doctors today are such experts in what they've been trained in. And that's something to be respected and something to listen to. Um, but they're not experts in what they haven't been trained in. And I think that we make the right. mistake thinking that doctors are the experts in all of mind, body, spirit. And really they're the experts in biomedical medicine and that's it. So a lot of doctors don't know anything about supplements because they weren't trained in it. They don't know anything about nutrition because they weren't really trained in it. And they certainly don't know about the effects that mental changes can have on your immune system because they they don't learn that in med school, even though there are thousands of studies out there done by psychology researchers in labs. It's just not translating over to med school yet. Yeah. You know, one of the things I want to talk about, and I also want to mention what the nine key factors are, but but something you just said was really super important, and the way you said it just really really hit me. Um, You know, it really is... um, it really is this inner battle uh, within ourselves. You know what's interesting about this? You know, the fact that here we are, we may be ill, we may have cancer. The very nature of the nine factors that you talk about and our ability to stand, you know, to stand tall and stand up to whether it be your doctor or, you know, even your naturopath. I mean, that, that very act of standing tall and taking that action, that in itself, contributes to the remission and see we don't even see that sometimes right about Mm -hmm. what it's like for us to move beyond maybe lifetime patterns of of not speaking or not having a voice in so many cases and i read that throughout the book in in what you talked about you know i would love to take a minute because we've talked about the nine factors you you know for those of you listening radical remission you're going to find everything in the book in detail but i think it would be really important um if we could dr turner to just go through these because these are really the nine factors you discovered even though there may be 75 in total these are kind of the key that you highlight in the book. Can we take a minute and go through and do that? Absolutely, yeah. And these are the nine things that almost every radical remission survivor does in their healing process. So that's why they're highlighted. I wish there were a top three. It would have been a much quicker book to write. <laughs> but there were nine. There were nine. Uh, take it or leave it. There were nine. Um, out of the 75, these were the nine that everyone did. So the, there's only two that are physical, radically changing your diet and taking herbs and supplements. And, you know, I expected those, right? I expected when, when medicine has done all that it can, you're going to look towards your diet and towards herbal supplements. So we, we saw that um, in our research over and over again. And the diet change, you know, just in a nutshell, is moving towards, you can probably guess, fruits and vegetables um, and away from things like meat, wheat, sweets, and dairy. Um, and just a quick little example of that, um, the, the highlighted story in that chapter is a wonderful man named John, and that's his real name, who um, was battling prostate cancer, did everything his doctor said, had his prostate completely removed, chemo, radiation, hormone therapy, you name it, and it came back. And 
it came back, you know, five years later. So he really thought he was in the clear, and then it came back. So he was really depressed, and he went to the bookstore to get a book about how you die, because he was, you know, really preparing for that. And instead, mm-hmm. he couldn't find that book. Instead, he found a book um, about beating cancer with nutrition. And wow. um, he said, what the heck, I'll give it a try, because he had nothing left to lose. And to this day, John is controlling his PSA, which is, you know, the, the cancer marker for prostate cancer, with diet and all the other factors in the book. So it's, it's really quite empowering for him to know that, you know, through these very specific dietary changes, he's still here. Um, so diet and herbs, and then just quickly, the other seven um, are emotional, mental, and spiritual, and they are um, taking control of your health, which we've talked about, using your intuition to help make healing decisions, which we also touched on briefly today, Pat. And then the rest of them are releasing suppressed emotions, so not holding on to any emotion for too long, increasing positive emotions at least five minutes a day of happiness or laughter, allowing yourself to be loved. I call this embracing social support, so really letting love and help from friends and family come into your life, and then deepening your spiritual practice, so a practice that you have, whether it's prayer or meditation or walking, something to help you really connect to um, a deeper energy, which in science we would say is, you know, deeper breathing, lower heart rate, lower blood pressure, and really fascinating changes that happen in the brain when we go into a deep meditative state. And last but not least, the ninth most common factor of radical remission survivors is having strong reasons for living. So Mm -hmm. the people I study, some of them, you know, are understandably afraid of death. So it doesn't mean not being afraid of death. It means really focusing more on why you want to live as opposed to why you're afraid of dying. Mm-hmm. And those are the nine. What I love about, uh, you know, this is um, as you describe these throughout the book, you give some amazing examples. One of the things that I want to just point to, I know we, I, there's a million, th- there are a million things I could talk with you about, but there are a couple I want to go to uh, in the book. Um, one of them has to do with how you talk about happiness is a habit. You talk mm-hmm. about happiness is a habit, right? Um, and you talk about uh, the survivors in talking with you, trying to feel more love, more joy, more happiness, right, to help their bodies heal. And you share some stories about that. We yeah. have heard a lot about happiness in, I don't know, in the, in the genre of self-help or human potential. But you know, what you're bringing to the forefront is its contribution to healing. Can you talk to that for a minute, especially around what you talk about in this chapter about gratitude? Absolutely. Um, the reason I call the chapter and, and this, this factor um, increasing positive emotions is because I didn't dare call it have a positive attitude. Okay. And that's because having a positive attitude is something that's kind of floating around the mind-body world that I think has negative consequences, which is making people think that they need to be positive all the time. That is not what I heard from the people I studied. They said they had days and weeks where they were just crying their eyes out. They were so afraid or they were grieving, you know, the past or something that had happened. So the point is not to be positive all the time. Um, That's actually impossible. The point is to make happiness a practice just like flossing, right, or just like going to the gym. It's something you want to do every day. You don't want to, have, you don't want to go to sleep 
not having had five minutes of joy. And that's because what five minutes of joy can do to your immune system, scientists are just scratching the surface of what can, what can happen. It's amazing. Um, when you have five minutes of whether it's laughter or feeling gratitude or just feeling at peace with your life or, you know, and, and any, any of those emotions where you're feeling love in some way, your beautiful pituitary gland and pineal gland, which are these amazing pharmacies in the center of your brain, they actually release immune-boosting drugs. And so I always tell people, you know, go to the pharmacy that's in your head. There's a pharmacy in there, and it can dole out more Paxol and more wonderful drugs than you could ever get from a pharmacy. But we need to, we need to give our brain the conditions that it needs in order to, to turn that pharmacy on. And laughter, you know, just five minutes of laughter has been shown to significantly increase your white blood cells and your natural killer cells. Um, so it doesn't have to be all the time, but, you know, I always say take a five-minute YouTube break, find some video that's going to just make you, you know, laugh or make you cry out of joy. Find something to get that pharmacy working. When we take a look, and now you're continuing your research, so let's talk about this for a minute. You know, I introduced you and I said, look, this is what you did then, this is what you're doing now. Um, as you've continued to speak with people, uh, have you found anything other than the nine factors? And what I mean is, has something else maybe cropped up where you said, hmm, that's kind of interesting? Or are you just still able to put them there, uh, in, you know, under the nine factors? I, I, I guess my question is, what are you kind of discovering now as you continue this journey and speak with people? Yeah, the, the research continues. The research continues. Yeah. Um, you know, when I did, when I did this research, um, when you're doing this kind of research, you, you have to keep researching until you reach a point called data saturation, which is a fancy word for no new themes come up. <laughs> so, um, and that's when you know you're done. That's when you know you can, you can write something up because nobody's saying anything new anymore. Well, no one has said anything new in my continued research. Um, and, you know, I've, I've now done over 200 direct interviews and, and analyzed over 1,000 cases. But um, there are some things that are creeping up towards that number 10, right, the, the 10th most common factor. And one of them is energy work and one of them is exercise. So these were factors that have always been there. They've been part of the original 75. But the more cases that I collect, I'm realizing that they are a more frequent or more, more common factor. Um, so doing energy work, whether it's acupuncture or Reiki or Qigong, just this idea that we have vibrational energy in us, right? And we know that because at an atomic level, our atoms are vibrating. So um, this idea, this ancient idea from, from a lot of Eastern medicine tra uh, traditions is something that's coming up more and more strongly in my research, as is exercise. And I do talk about exercise in my conclusion because I was very surprised that it wasn't, you know, in the top three. Um, it was one of the 75 factors. It just wasn't one that everyone was, was doing in their healing story. And that's because I study people who are on their deathbed. They're, they're yeah. at death's door. They can't go out and run a mile. Many of them couldn't even walk when their doctor sent them home on hospice. And so for them, exercise wasn't part of their initial healing because they couldn't 
but now everybody that I study exercises. And so I always like to say, you know, just because it, it's not something you can do on death's door doesn't mean it's not vitally important for your health. Wow. You know, I mean, this is really fascinating. I, where do you go from here? I want to ask you. You know, I understand the term saturation, especially in research, but um, I'm so fascinated by how you continue to build upon the information that you've created, a very solid, very solid foundation. So my question, you know, really has to do with here you are today, Dr. Turner, what's your vision? Take us on a journey where, you know, where you're going with this. Well, I have two things that I'm really excited about. The first is where I end the book, which is saying, please tell me your story. Because the problem with radical remission and the reason I I wrote this book in the first place is that no one's studying it but me. And no one is tracking these cases. I can't tell you how many of the people that I interview, they say, you know, Dr. Turner, you're the first person in a research capacity to ask me what I did to heal. And that's a travesty. I should not be asking someone who healed 25 years ago what they did to heal. I should not be the first one. So I've created RadicalRemission.com, which is a free website where um, people who've had radical remissions can share their story with me and my team of researchers. And more importantly, their story is also shared on the website so that cancer patients can go and read, you know, 10 different, 10 different people who've healed from their diagnosis, um, maybe 100, right? I'm, I'm hoping the website will grow. So that's, that's my big focus at the moment. And um, I'm also working on a movie for Radical Remission, and that's sort of uh, in the works. I can't talk too much about it now, but I am super excited about that. Oh, that's great. Well, I hope you know that you have an open door to come back. We would love to support you and, and you know, to share what you've discovered along the way. And I want to thank you personally for all that you've done to bring this conversation to the forefront. I have one last question for you. Uh, again, thank you. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? I would like to leave people with the idea that no one can tell you when you're going to die. Nobody has the power to predict when you're going to die. So if you're a cancer patient out there and you've been given three months to live and there's a 0.1% chance of survival, let yourself entertain the idea that you could be that 0.1%. Because the people that I study, that's what they did. Um, and and I had the honor of, of sitting with them years later and talking to them. So if if there's a 1% chance, then you can be that 1%. Awesome. For those of you out there, you can find out more. Please, the book is available everywhere. New York Times bestseller, Radical Remission, the nine key factors that can make a real difference. But I want to just say to everybody that you can go uh, to Dr. Turner's website, which is drkellykelloyturner.com, and there are some amazing conversations, articles, blogs, things that she really continues to raise the bar in the conversation. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We've got a fabulous, fabulous show for you all about, are you ready? All about the time map.
The colorful world of energy is all around you. Join Lynn Brown on July 19th, 2.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Maya Whole Health Studio and learn about the colorful world of chakras, your aura, and what it all means. You'll learn how each chakra corresponds to different aspects of your physical body, material world, and why it is important to give them love and attention. Each attendee will receive a reading on the most prominent color in their aura. Let's get into it. Call 425-271-0200 and register now. I'm Chris. Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. As a former research statistician, my scientific background is what many would call sensible. For more than a decade now, I have been working in the field of energy medicine, facilitating sessions and teaching around the world. People from the mainstream often ask me, how did a sensible woman like you end up working in such an alternative field? Implicit in their question is the underlying assumption that the field of subtle energy, such as energy healing and intuition, isn't sensible. But I believe it is very sensible. Even scientists are able to measure aspects of this. Approaching life from an energetic perspective brings us new opportunity for healing and transformation. And from a practical standpoint, even if you can't rationally explain how something works, if you experience a shift from it, then doesn't it make it pretty sensible? Please visit StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Did anyone teach you to be a parent? What if there were tools that could make your job a whole lot easier? Glenna Rice invites you to be the questionable parent you truly be in a dynamic teleseries designed to empower parents to know that they know and give you the awareness required to create ease and joy between you and your children. Check out GlennaRice.com to learn more and to book a private session. Or dial 415-235-2807. Hello. This is Peter Aquilina, CEO and founder of Deer Defense, LLC. For over 15 years, I have been dedicated to tick reduction and the prevention of Lyme disease and other tick-borne diseases. Deer abatement and tick reduction is what we do, and it is all we do. We offer deer fence sales and installation, organic tick sprays, even a simple and inexpensive Lyme risk assessment for your property. Call or email us today at 203-550-8350 or deerdefense at gmail.com. That's D-E-E-R-D-E-F-E-N-C-E at gmail.com. Accelerate your intuitive abilities with Lynn Brown on July 26, 2.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at Maya Whole Health Studio. Awaken yourself as a spiritual being with natural spiritual gifts and become more grounded, clear, focused, and healthy by learning the five essential energy tools that everyone should have. Call 425-271-0200 to register for the Intuitive Tools for Beginners Workshop and let's get into it now. Visit ruintuit.com for more information. Do you want to enjoy your salad dressing without the guilt of calories, processed ingredients, salt, and carbohydrates? Galios miso dressings are created in a certified organic plant with all natural organic ingredients. Choose from six delicious flavors. Order your dressings online now and get free shipping. Mention Dr. Pat and you will get an additional 10% discount. Visit www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Galios miso dressings are delicious and made with only the finest, freshest, and all-natural ingredients. Galios miso dressings are low in fat, sugar, salt, and carbohydrates. They do not contain any artificial ingredients or any wheat, eggs, vegetable gums, or MSG. What they do contain is astonishing flavor and silky texture that can only come from using premium quality ingredients. Order online with free shipping at www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S-cafe.com. 